if you are on the journey or you're thinking about the journey or you've just made the journey of evolving from a solopreneur to the CEO of a sustainable and profitable business, then this is an episode that you don't want to miss. Welcome to The Road to Seven. I'm your host, Sheila Cummins. I am an entrepreneur, a mentor, an investor, a wife, and mom to three beautiful children. Women entrepreneurs are up-leveling and changing the rules for business strategy, leadership, success, money, and impacting the world every single day. The Road to Seven is the diary of business strategy for women entrepreneurs. We meet you where you're at in your business and champion you along the road to your vision. And I am honored you chose to join us today. Ready to go? Buckle up. It's time to hit the road. My name is Sheila Cummins. I am the CEO and founder of The Road to Seven, and we provide financing, coaching, and training for women entrepreneurs that are in the process of evolving from solopreneur to CEO. And I like to describe the work that we do supports women entrepreneurs that are on their journey to and beyond seven figures. And I thought scaling is a big part of my conversations these days, mostly because we're enrolling in our scaling program, which starts on Friday, and we've only got two more spots that are available. And so if you want one of those spots or you're interested in it, just send me a little note and let's talk about it and see whether it's your next best move. But I wanted to talk about what it's like behind the scenes on that journey. Last week, I talked about sort of the structural pieces that go into the evolution, focusing on the process and the people and the profit parts of your company. I thought I'd just talk about the reality and what it's like behind the scenes when you're making that shift, when you're making that jump, when you're on the journey. And it all starts with clarity. When I started this entrepreneurial journey, I started it because I needed to make money. I needed to make money so that I could stay home and be the primary caregiver for my kids. And I still needed to contribute financially into my family, but I didn't want to go back teaching full-time. So I figured out how to make money doing a variety of things. I had a parenting blog. I ran a tutoring company. I designed and developed courses for a corporate training company, all things that earned me money. That is essentially how we get started is just by figuring out how to monetize a skill that we have. What I didn't have in that particular moment was clarity. Clarity about what it was that I actually wanted to build, what I wanted to spend my time doing, how I wanted to impact the world, and thinking about this concept that I could maybe grow this company that was bigger than me. At that point in my journey, right at the beginning, it was just about making the money that I needed so I could stay home with my kids. For you, I suspect you're further along in your journey. I think you've probably already monetized something that you're really good at or that you love doing. But the thing to stop and do before you make that decision to say, yes, I want this company to be bigger than me, is to get really clear on what this company is. What does it look like? How big is it? 
What are you spending your time doing? Where are you going to be bringing in team and people to support you? What is the impact that you want to be having on the world? And why is that so important? When you can get clarity about the end goal, then you can start building it. But when you're flying by the seat of your pants, just simply selling whatever you can sell so you could make some money, you're going to find it's really hard to make that step out of being a solopreneur. And I think it's really important that we also talk about the fact that there is nothing wrong with being a solopreneur. Every single business on the planet has started out as a micro business. And it's very possible that for you, micro business is exactly what it is that you want and serves you in a way that is just perfect. In which case, hurrah, it's fantastic. Let's make the most out of this micro business the way that it is because it serves you. But when you start feeling like it's not fitting anymore, and these are the signs that you're ready to make the leap, maybe you're at capacity and working all the time. You are always delivering, working in fulfillment, supporting your clients, working on something on your business so that you can stay in business. When you start feeling that that's becoming not worth it and it's frustrating and it's becoming more of a job, then you know it's a sign to make a shift. So when you're fully at capacity dreading looking at your email because it's possible somebody else wants to hire you and you don't have the capacity or bandwidth to deliver or serve anyone else, then that is a great sign that you're ready to make that leap. Another sign that you're ready to evolve from a solopreneur to a CEO is that you're stuck. You keep hitting this invisible glass ceiling, most likely related to revenue and or related to the types of clients that you're working with or the sales that you're making. When you keep pushing up against that same level, and if it's not working for you anymore, then you know it's time to make a shift and figure out What lever you can be pulling to release from your sphere so that you can do more of what you love and let other people support you along the way. The third sort of indicator that tells you that it's time to evolve from being a solopreneur and stepping into the CEO roles, CEO role is when you're just literally spinning your wheels. You're just going through your days, they're happening, but literally it's starting to feel like a groundhog day. You wake up, you go to work, you do what you do, you close your computer, you go and do whatever else is in your day, you go to bed, you wake up, and then the whole thing just sort of goes in a cyclical manner. There's nothing very fun. There's nothing fulfilling about it anymore. It just becomes this rote routine. That is a great indicator that it's time to make a shift. And I think the two strategic questions that you can ask yourself before you make this decision, and I'm going to talk about the decision in a moment, is what is it that's not working for me and what do I want that's different? So what's not working for me and what do I want that's different? And then the next phase to that question is what would make this worth it? What would make this worth it? You know, several times where I've gone to make a strategic investment in my business because I knew it was time to bring it up to the next level was when it just wasn't feeling worth it. So maybe I was working too hard for the amount of revenue I was making. 
maybe my programs weren't enrolling in a way that really that I thought that they should be or that they could be or that I really wanted. And I knew there was a disconnect somewhere or it wasn't worth it because I was spending all of my days coaching and I really wanted to be educating and having a little bit more of a balance throughout the day. Those were, you know, some of the places where on my journey, I knew it was time to go and get some help when it just wasn't feeling worth it. Because what happens is when you're operating in that place of it not being worth it, it just keeps dragging you down. And you get sucked into that burnout vortex. And then once you're in that vortex, it can be quite tricky to pull yourself out again. So if your company's not feeling worth it, or it's not working for you, it's a really good sign that you're ready to make a strategic shift. And that brings me to the next thing that that absolutely has to happen when you're on that journey. And it's that you've got to make a powerful decision. Your powerful decision is yours. What would make this company worth it? The decision that I'm going to make X, Y, or Z happen is going to make it worth it. So if you've been working full-time hours and you're able to pay yourself $50,000 a year and it's not feeling worth it, then the key decision is, I'm willing to work 40 hours a week and I will, I, I will be paying myself a hundred thousand a year. What do I need to do differently in my business in order to make that happen? So when you make that key decision and it's easier to make the decision when you're fully clear on what it is that you're building, then you can start tapping into the critical path that it's going to take to get you there. Our tendency is to want to know exactly how to do something. So if I want to increase my salary from 50 to 100,000, how much more things should I be selling? What should I be selling? How can I implement a system that's going to sell more? What is a lead generation that I can do that's going to sell more? Those are all very important. Those are pieces of the puzzle, but they're not the only piece of the puzzle. You see, with every decision that you make to grow, you are tapping into a different self-identity of you as a business owner. And if your self-identity doesn't match with what it is that you're wanting to do and the action that you need to take, you're going to find that you're going to keep spinning in circles. Nobody needs to spin in circles for any great length of time. So that key decision is one where you're going to need to tap into your grit, your determination, and your resourcefulness and you get really clear on where it is that you want to end up, making sure that you're not putting limits on what's possible. The other thing is when we start making these key decisions, we have this tendency to want to put on some really strong timelines. I want to double the amount I'm paying myself in three and a half months, and if I haven't achieved it by June 13th, that's it. I'm going to burn this whole business down to the ground. Well, what if the result came on June 14th and you had burned everything down on June 13th? You know, I think timelines are a great tool to help keep you focused, but I wouldn't burn the whole thing down if it doesn't happen by a certain random date that you've chosen to put in place. What we want to do is be looking at the metrics, the numbers behind the growth. So if you want to pay yourself You want to go from 50,000 to 100,000. You'd like to do it in about three months, give or take. Then what we want to be doing is looking at your revenue from today 
and every month track that it's going in the right direction so that you can get closer and closer to paying yourself what it is that you want. But be careful about putting in those specific timelines. I see women that are you know, wanting to launch a course and they want it to start May 1st. And listen, I fall in this category too. I'm all about the start date because then everything else makes sense. But sometimes if you just pushed it off by a little bit and you kept selling it, you would be able to talk to the right people. But when you put that timeline in place and you say, this program's going to start May 1st, come hell or high water. And if it doesn't happen, that's it. I'm no longer, you know, viable or worthy as a business owner. <laughs> if it doesn't sell, oh my gosh, my friend, you are setting yourself up. You don't need that kind of pressure. There's enough pressure already. So let's make these strategic decisions of what you want. And then, and this is one of the places I made my biggest mistake is go and get the guidance or coaching that you need to get there. Find someone who has done what you've done, who can mentor you and guide you and maybe share some of the strategies that they did and share some of the challenges that they came up across. There are so many times where I knew that I wanted to hire a very strategic person, but at that moment in time, it felt out of my budget or out of my scope. And so I went for the cheaper option. I went for the option that felt better because maybe I wasn't spending more money or I didn't have to invest as much time or the, the results that they promised were, you know, really well written than copy. I can be a sucker for really good copy. But what I didn't do is listening to, listen to my gutter intuition. And there's one person who I wanted to work with for years. And I kept putting it off because of the investment, putting it off, finding some smaller programs, you know, sort of piecemealing my way around what it is that they did. And in the end, I just sort of said, okay, that's it. I'm just going to invest in them. And sure enough, within a couple months, I had a massive transformation. Things changed in my company. And I'm just about to make that investment again. Because much like you, my business growth is on trajectory as well. And I have you know, been sort of questioning, you know, what, what is, what would make this more worth it? And I'm wanting to revamp my programs and I'm wanting to, you know, change a little bit about how the road to seven works so that we can serve more people in a wider capacity. And I just need some help with it. And so the person I want to hire is really expensive, but I've done my due diligence. I've talked to lots of different people, lots of different programs. I even tried something in January and it failed miserably. And so I'm going to make that strategic investment because I know that it's going to save me in the long run a heck of a lot of time, a heck of a lot of energy. And despite the big investment, it's going to save me a lot of money as well. And when you're growing your company, it takes three things, time, energy, and money. Time and energy are finite. Money is infinite. We can always make money. We do not always have more time or more energy to fix a problem. So making that key decision and getting the guidance or coaching that you need, you know, people that have joined our scale program have said that to me, we've got four seats are gone. We've only got two left. And, you know, one of the women said, I just, I know I need something. I know I'm, I'm pushing up against the ceiling. I can't seem to get past it. I need the community. I need the coaching and I need some content to help me push through that. And that's exactly what she said before she signed up and off she goes, pays her bill, boom, we're ready to go. We start on Friday. Well, actually, we start tomorrow because we have our quarterly plan. 
But when you're on that evolution from solopreneur to CEO, one of the hardest things that you have to decide is not only who's going to guide and support and mentor you, but also what are you willing to let go? You know, we build these businesses as our baby. We put everything we have into it. We put our passion and our purpose, and we've got these visions and these missions. And we can sometimes be lulled into thinking that we're the only people who can do what it is that we do. We're the only people who can create the invoices for whatever, or we're the only people who can write our copy because we're the only people who understand our voice and what we want to say, or we're the only people who can you know, coach or make a product. And the reality is that's just not true. And when you think about CEOs of micro, small, medium, and large-sized businesses, what they're not doing is having their hand in every single gear that runs their company. They make strategic hires to be able to have full ownership and authority over that gear so that it can be the most efficient and effective machine possible so that the whole company runs smoother. But when you're not willing to let go, then you're not ready to scale. It's as simple as that. Letting go does not mean shifting into negligence where you don't pay attention to what's going on. I got to tell you, I did that with my first bookkeeper and it was a disaster. I didn't really pay attention. I just sort of, I handed my receipts every month. They put the stuff in. It was all categorized badly. It wasn't properly implemented and it just, it ended up costing me thousands of dollars to fix because it fit in the neglect bin. I have to know what's happening in the finances, which means I got to work with my bookkeeper, but it doesn't mean that I have to be the one inputting data each and every week. I don't have to be the one who's taking my receipts and uploading it to the matching invoice. That doesn't have to be me, but I have to be able to look at my P&L statements and my cash flow and say, yeah, we're doing really well or Sheila, you got to go get hustling. It's time to make some sales. So letting go is not the same as having nothing to do with. This happens with marketing too. You hire a marketing agency. You're like, awesome. I no longer have to touch my marketing. I don't have to write any copy. But you do because this is your company. And as much as somebody else has been hired to have authority and ownership over it, you are watching the impact and the implications of the work that they're doing. And if it's not working for your company, for its growth, then we got to make changes. That's leadership at its best. Leadership to me means helping your team be the best version of themselves so that they can flourish and shine and get the best results possible. The other thing about that evolution from solopreneur to CEO is that it is very systematic. You know, I, I have a new download and if you'd like it, listen, just put the word roadmap down in the comments and I'll make sure you get a copy. It's a 37 page document that walks you through the seven gears that are necessary to run your company so you can get to and beyond seven figures. Doesn't matter if you're making three, four, five, six, seven, eight or nine figures. These are the same pillars that are necessary and needed no matter how big you want your company. Though it's systematic, it sounds like it would be a very linear growth, but the reality is you're tweaking each and every single one of those systems every single day 
to make it stronger and work better. For sure, sometimes that you're going to need to focus on one of the systems in particular over the others, but then you've got to come right back and put it right back into place and come and focus in on those other seven gears. And, you know, I just, I got to have to just be straight up. The number one gear that's required is the mindset. And I know it sounds so woo-woo and so out there, but it's a fact. Your mindset is everything when it comes to running your business. And I don't know how many times I put a goal in place. You know, I'm going to feel successful when I reach this amount of revenue, or I'm going to feel successful when I launch this program and it's full, or I'm going to feel successful when, and then when that happens and I don't feel any different, I think, what the heck? You know, when I make this amount of revenue, I'm going to feel really happy and relieved. Well, I hit that amount of revenue and I still was stressed and I still was worried about money. And I was still, because the feeling about the result, it has nothing to do with the result. It's a feeling. And what we're talking about is the behavior to get the result. They're not connected. That's an inside job, friends. That is the mindset side of this running your business. And so though it's systematic how we build out to scale your business, what it's not is linear. It is a cohesive blend of all of these seven different gears working simultaneously. And we just have to keep focusing our attention from one to the other. And that's why if you're in fulfillment all the time, and you don't have time to be tweaking these gears that are going to help your company grow, you're going to stay exactly where they are. You're going to stay exactly where they are. And that brings us right back to where we started, where you've got to ask yourself, what would make this company worth it? You know, if it's not feeling worth it and it's not working for you, then you get to make a change somewhere. It's why you own your own company. And so that evolution from solopreneur to CEO is anything but smooth. You can make it smoother by getting guidance and support and mentorship and joining community where others are going along the same process that you are and sometimes are further ahead than you are. That is how you can smooth out the journey. But that decision, when I say the minute you decide to go larger, it is your job to tap into your grit, your determination, and your resourcefulness, it's going to take everything that you got. And oh my gosh, do I love being along this journey with you. You are not alone. I think that's really important for you to hear because sometimes when we're struggling with the day-to-day -day functioning of our company, it feels like we are these lone wolves and we're the only one who's you know, going through the challenge that we're going through and you're just not. And if you haven't yet joined any of my communities, please, you know, we talk about this evolution every single day, how to take those steps to go from solopreneur to CEO. How do you make this bigger, this business bigger than you? How do you go from being a, a micro business to being more of a small business where you've got a team that's supporting you? Those are very key strategic decisions that I, that we help you make at the road to seven. And so if you haven't joined, you can follow me on LinkedIn. I come live every single week. You can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. 
love for you to join my email list so you can stay up to date on all the new things that are happening. And if you haven't yet listened to the Road to Seven with Sheila Cummins podcast, please go and have a listen, subscribe so that you get notified of when each and every new episode comes out, comes out every single week on a Thursday. And it is an honor to be on this evolution with you to support you as you go from solopreneur to CEO. And thanks for joining me today. I will see you next week. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to The Road to Seven. If you found value in what you've heard today, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review. You might just get a shout out on an upcoming episode. And you never know when I'm going to be mailing some surprise treats to our reviewers. Make sure to subscribe so you automatically get notified when new episodes are released. Are you looking for a way to connect with other entrepreneurs that are facing the same challenges as you? I'd love to connect with you in the Road to Seven Facebook group on Instagram and LinkedIn. Just head to SheilaCummins.com. You will find all the links that you need right there. Together, we'll explore more ways to support your shift into action so that you can grow your business to finally match your vision. I love aligning your vision of success with strategic and intentional actions because that is how we will grow your business to match your vision. I focus on women, all women, because women hold the keys and the power to creating a powerful and positive world through their impact. We'll see you on the next episode.